What's going on with you, bud? How is everything? How's life? Tell me your turn. Um, you know, go, things are going. Oh, I guess my mouse is completely dead. That's awesome. Um, hold on one sec. Um, I have to get surgery tomorrow. I think that's the big update. Um, oh, is that the little one for the back? Yeah, the little one for the back. Oh man, goodness! Yeah, goodness. I have to get it like turbo early. I have to wake up at like four a.m. I have to be okay. in the hospital at like six in the morning for a seven thirty a.m. procedure. Uh, it's like, what do doctors do, man? Do they just enjoy like causing people pain? Like, <laughs> no, like, I, I think pain oh. as well as the wake up pain. Yeah, I don't really know. Um, my like they're surgeons. You got to think that they like he, they even said hilariously. Oh, sorry, I'm gonna. Um, the, the he was like hilariously like, yeah, this procedure is really quick. I can just squeeze you in. I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I like the fact that he's willing to help with the time, but squeezing yeah. in for surgery. Let's not rush this, buddy. Like, yeah. let's make sure we no, because right. I guess he's just like compared to my other procedures, yours is only like ninety minutes. So he's like, I can fit you into it, like like in between a couple of like my bigger surgeries. Cause this, I'm just doing like a micro disectomy and like my dad has to get like a full on like spinal fusion, which I think oh is gosh. a massive, like that's a massive surgery that I don't know I'm how sorry, long your it takes. Father has to get a spinal fusion like Tiger Woods. Yes. Oh, oh no, Mr. B. Oh what my gosh. My okay. This is news. Yeah. Yeah. I know he's, he's had back problems for so long. Um, the poor guys and like, uh, in pain, <laughs> um, yeah, he's just in like, he's in like pain right now. And I feel really bad for him. Um, just because, you know, he's had to wait like for so long, um, to get a surgery. So, uh, almost be like super high though. He's like, a, almost like a superhero at this point. Goodness. I know I was, I was in a ton of. I mean, I'm in like no pain right now, which is excellent. But I mean, I'm still having like the effects of my thing. Like I have like a lot of muscle weakness, um, some like numbness, like not walking properly. Um, and so like they're just going to go and fix that uh, basically. See, if this, this makes it into the episode, shout out to Bronwyn. Yeah. I'm <laughs> just going to hear about I know. Pain. People are going to get real, you know, real personal here. Yeah, good in that real personal, real into the business. This is what the people yeah. want to hear. I'm not really, like, looking forward to it. I mean, who the hell looks forward to surgery, but... Nobody. <laughs> surgeons, maybe? Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I'm not really looking forward to it. I'll be happy when it's done. You and me both, buddy. I mean... Golly. Yeah, I mean, it's like 7.30 in the morning. I'll be done by, like, 9, probably. 9.30. Um... Yeah, I'm not really. What, I'm not looking forward to it, but what's the duration of the like recovery? How long is it supposed to take? So recovery is like full, like getting back to like they say 95 percent because even after this uh, mark, they uh, don't recommend you need to like run or anything like that for a couple months. Okay. Uh, a couple months. Yeah, they say like you don't expect to start like high impact exercises until like January or something. Um, yeah after this but six weeks is when i will be able to do what they say 95 percent of all activities again just like you got to like stay away from like some high impact stuff for a few months um and then Jeez. yeah i know that's a bit of a bummer but i think um but the, the, the other part is uh so like the first like seven to ten days are the the kind of like quote unquote the worst of it because it's mostly just that's like the post-op pain stuff so like that's like after like 10 days you're probably going to be um off your like the stronger pain medication that they'll give you um and then you'll be kind of getting back into like some physical therapy and re rehabilitation um but they but basically within like a day they want me to like or even the same day they don't want me to lie down all day like they want me to up and walking around kind of like every day after my surgery but they said to like take it easy because it's going to be a little hard but um yeah i know my dad was telling me he's like you're going to be up and walking the same day in like <laughs> and i was like i know i know that's what they keep telling me but i'm like really <laughs> <laughs> exactly golly dude. am i take it easy. 
I'm going to, I mean, I'm, tef- I'm taking it easy. I'm taking a few days off work. Um, uh, I mean, right, yeah. Right. So, I mean, like, I don't think I'd be able to obviously not work tomorrow despite probably being done by the time I would sign on. But like, I have to stay in the hospital for up to six hours after the surgery, just like mm. recovery. I mean, that's like pretty good compared to others where they usually would like keep you overnight or something, you know? Absolutely. Uh, so like I, I go home the same day. Like I might be, I'll probably be home by like two or three o'clock tomorrow, hopefully. Um, oh, it's so that's solid. that. And then that's like my major update. Not looking forward to it at all, but it's, it's time to get this fixed. <laughs> yeah. Let's, Cause it's been how long? Like four months. So it's been since wow. May. Yeah. Like well, May, it look at that. It's May. Uh-huh. That's a perfect tie into our subject at hand, <laughs> which is the writer strike, which has also been going on since May. But I see that's so there. crazy. It feels like it's been going on for longer. I feel like so much has happened. But Palmer, we didn't even get to talk about your life update. Oh, yeah, life updates. Okay, what's going on here? <laughs> All right, for those of you who have been invested in the success of my cakeball team, <laughs> I <laughs> have been able to go out to two weeks of uh, cakeball of the four that have been offered. I was sick with COVID one week, and then I was not there for another week. Uh, So that was trash. And our team, which was supposed to be a pretty freaking good team, has not been doing so hot. I will say the week one, when I was there, we lost. It wasn't a heartbreak because the team that we played had just won the championship Mm -hmm. for their earlier league that day. So they were pretty good. We had like a, I'm telling you, this is a a group of clowns here, and we we kept it kind of close. So that was encouraging. And this last week, we uh, put hands on this other team. So we're going into playoffs tomorrow. Um, Good luck. Good luck. I'm not going to be there. So kind of bad. I know. I'm just like to my team. I feel like you're their star player, Palmer. You're the man who rallies. I don't myself up. But (laughs) at the very least, I'm definitely getting the energy up. I'm always like, y'all feel the electric (laughs) in the air out here? Like star player doesn't always have to be the literal best. It's the guy who rallies the troops. It's the guy who brings the morale. And I feel like that right. I feel like you're the trifecta. I, I don't know why. I don't know your kickball skills, but I, just, I can see it. So you're the kickball trifecta. So good, dude. No, I, I, I'd like to. Th- I, you know, I like to think I, I'm pretty good when it comes to the old athletics. <laughs> Hype the team up. I'm not gonna lie. I get a little invested in this. So every season when we start with a new team, I always say, "Are we trying to have fun or are we trying to win?" Because this will, <laughs> this will affect how I respond to certain situations. Like if you don't tag up when there was a clear opportunity to score. If we're having fun, it's okay, Brandon. Do your thing. But if we're trying to win, Brandon, what are we doing out here, man? Brandon, Gosh, what was that? Darn. That was absolutely pathetic. You know what? You're cut Jesus. from the the next the next game. I want to see you. I You're benched. See you next game. <laughs> you better be here for six a.m. practice tomorrow. That's how that goes. <laughs> but, uh, no, Suicide dude, that's runs. That's what we're doing tomorrow. <laughs> we're doing wind sprints, brother. <laughs> Get it going and no water. There are no water breaks. Waters for winners. <laughs> <laughs> man so yeah it's uh that's honestly that's that's really it uh i have my one of my sister's best friends is getting married oh well, that's exciting Friday. yeah yeah so i'm going to the wedding it's gonna be a good one a little throwback to is the, the is the wedding in like maryland local area or do you have to like go somewhere it's in like uh pa but not too too far off yeah like it's like okay a, maryland and pa so gingerly touched so that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, that'll be fun. That'll be a good time. Definitely, definitely. I feel like so more and more people have weddings on Friday rather than Dude, like Saturday. I, I I literally fully thought it was going to be on Saturday until I checked it last night. I had the invitation. And I said, I'm pretty sure this is Saturday, but let me confirm. And no, you're right. It's Friday. And then I have another friend who's having a wedding in October on a Friday. Not that I don't love it. But we do have to take a little bit of work for this. Let's just take that into consideration, everybody. This is true. So, uh, yeah, just the two times I've had Friday weddings, they were in New York, so it was pretty easy. It just like took like a half day, or in some cases, not even like a day. Just kind of like got ready and then signed off work at like four. Um, so it's like it's worked out. Um, but we're going to a wedding in October that's on Sunday. Um, oh, but it's like during it's like during like you know Indigenous Peoples Weekend. So like at least I have that Monday off. Um, so it's you get Indigenous like, people Peoples Day off? I do, I do. Golly, my company gives us like every holiday you can think of off. Mm, do you get Arbor Day off? 
Okay, not Arbor Day, but okay. okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. What's the deal yeah, that here? that was the litmus test. <laughs> so not every not every holiday, like a lot of like the okay. big federal holidays, I guess. Um, okay, that's cool. That's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, we get we get some of them, and then some like you're just driving around. And you're like nobody's really here, but it's okay. I have a buddy who basically who tells me that his company's allergic to holidays. Like they he gets like none, no holidays. <gasps> <laughs> it's like Christmas you can take off for yourself. That, like that. Christmas, that's your PTO. All right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. We expect half you day. to be here on Christmas. It'll be a half day. So you can enjoy the evening with your family. Like, but oh Christmas morning, yeah, you're working. <laughs> oh, those machines aren't gonna start themselves up. Come on, those emails aren't gonna respond <laughs> for themselves. Oh jeez. Got things to sell and things to do, okay? You <laughs> business think the, people. You think business stops on Christmas? <laughs> Tell you what. It absolutely does not. You know how many countries don't celebrate Christmas? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> not everyone um, in the world's Christian. All I'm saying. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man, dude. That's honestly always been my thought Like for Christmas. I was like, man, if you weren't Christian, this is just another day to you. But I do love it. I do love it. <laughs> I mean, true. I, I, I had a few, like a few Jewish friends uh, growing up, and like they were always like, we would always ask, like, "What do you do on Christmas?" Like, or How, how's Christmas for you? And they're just like, it's kind of boring because everything's closed. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly, dude. That's why people are like, we go to the movies most <sighs> years, I guess. Like, okay, that's cool. Oh. Uh, movie day, national movie day. And speaking of national movies or movies true. at all. Do you want to uh, dive on in and get this bad boy started? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. <clears throat> Happy Hump Day, world, and welcome to the What You Got podcast, where we talk topics A to Z and everything in between. I'm Jordan Palmer, joined, as always, by the wonderful Charlie Bud, and today we're doing a top-down look at the entertainment industry, which is grinded to a halt due to the concurrent strikes of the Writers Guild of America and SAG-AFTRA. This isn't the first time such an event has occurred, but occurred, but we haven't found ourselves engrossed in something like this in several generations. And with many highly anticipated projects in the pipeline, there are a lot of individuals invested in an equitable conclusion. Charlie, I know we both had heard rumblings about an impending strike before the official May 2nd start, and I want to know, as a movie fan, what was going through your head at that time? So with that, what you got? Well, Palmer, uh, you know, I think it's... I think it's a good thing that, you know, I'm happy for these people to strike. I think we have to remember that the vast, vast, vast majority of people who are like actors and writers are like not, you know, um, the ones you hear about. Like they're the they're the people who make like I think the average salary for like an actor is like twenty six thousand dollars a year. Like so you have to understand that like the people who make the millions and millions of dollars is like a very small slice of the acting pie. Like a lot of these people can't. Yeah, Uh, a lot of these people can't, you know, a lot of actors, writers that they don't do this full time. And like a lot of writers like, you know, they don't work every week of the year. I, I, you know, like I remember um, this is a couple weeks ago. Somebody I was watching like a like a, a news cut, like a package of um of like some writers talking about like the strikes and how it, 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 it like is affecting like the like kind of their working conditions. And basically that like a lot of these big, you know, production houses, um, they really cut down on how many weeks they hire writers for, like, so that they don't have to pay them at, as much for, especially for like television shows, like, mm-hmm. and they, and they do it like purposefully because if, even though like writers are kind of like, especially for TV are like, the lifeblood of the shows like they're like they're everything you know without your writers you got literally nothing right um just a bunch of actors who don't have lines um (laughs) so uh, and i I forget all the details honestly should pull up the video i think it was like a vox video interviewing like the writers or the writer strike which now there's an actor strike um but uh yeah it's not really great especially since um these like they all they're asking for is just you know salary bump when these studios rake in so so much money you know they want better job security that's totally understandable and like i think it's a little weird to me that you know people like 
uh, you know, like these these companies make so much money. Bob Iger make takes home like fifty million dollars a year or something like that. Yeah, yeah, like um, let's see, Bob Iger. He will earn as one million as a uh, base salary, but then he gets an incentive of twenty five million dollars each year if he reaches certain goals. Like, bro, come on! Like, and you're telling these people that you're just gonna wait them out or whatever. Like, it's just like I can't meet these demands. Says man who makes millions a year. Golly, the fact that you can make twenty five off of just incentive—that's that, that's how a lot of these like CEOs are i mean not related necessarily to That's movies true. but like in gaming the ceo of activision uh bobby kotick um he's not even british i don't know i said it like that but uh <laughs> he's he took home like 500 million dollars in like bonuses um while laying off half of his company because <laughs> mm. he needed a seventh yacht and you have to understand He's like one of the highest paid CEOs, not just in gaming, just in general. And like, it's, it's ridiculous. Hey, what are you going to do with six yachts, man? You need yeah, you need, you need a seventh yacht. Okay. Okay. He needed another mansion. He needed to install a heated, uh, you know, swimming pool in his, ah. you know, backyard. Because he already has another mansion with two of those, but he needed a third. Essential again. Essential mm-hmm. again. These are essentials. You don't understand. These are quality of life improvements for these CEOs. I mean, if I didn't have that, I don't know what I would do. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I think I need another Rolls Royce, and I just, you know, I, I fired 50 people to do it. Um, you know, <laughs> the ends justify the means. <laughs> Uh, but what were, what were your thoughts, Palmer, on the strike? You know, what, 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 like, how did you feel when it was kind of like first going on? Um, you know, and how are you feeling now? It's been like four months. Um, Dude, honestly, it's been a, I hate to say like a fast four months, like mm-hmm. felt like it didn't start. And then you pay attention. You're like, man, it started, it was May 2nd. So like the start of May. So mm-hmm. yeah, in the thick of it for a while, which unfortunately, when you think about the effect of that on a number of these individuals who were already probably trying to scrape by, but without work and they're really just trying to, you know, get something, some piece of the pie, like it have to be a hard time. So I completely empathize with those whose livelihoods are basically um, at stake here and specifically thinking about what was going through my head. And this is you know, the selfish movie fan part. How many good like projects were lined up, ready to go, especially those that, you know, do writing at this point in time, mm-hmm. those that were in the process of filming. Like I know, I think Beetlejuice too, they said is like 99% complete. They just need two more days of filming and they're good. Um, and so that's been obviously pushed off. You have yeah. the likes of a uh, Dune part two, which was supposed to be released this year, which is now going to be released next year. So there was just a couple of things that I was really highly anticipating, but at the same time, like I completely understand that I can wait. I have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. One piece of information that did come up, um, as part, partly one of the reasons for the strike is the advent. And we've talked a little bit about this. The advent of AI and AI and, and streaming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So both of those, um, and so I just, as a cre- like as a creative, I can't even imagine trying to make ends meet when you're seeing people just say, "Oh, let me just plug this into the old Chat GPT." Ah, oh, there we go. That's our mm-hmm. script. And how easy it seems to be able to cut out the the human element. Which writers are saying, you know, how are they going to take all your notes and do all of this when you know you want? Something I, I just changed? don't think. I mean, yes, AI, I feel like AI doesn't. Yeah, the human element. I think we we talked about it on the podcast. You're right. Yes, yes. Yeah. But I also think there's been AI like likeness, like the ability to use likeness and, you know, and studios just using that instead of having to like pay actors like full, like full on salaries to like hire them. They can use their likeness and give them like a fraction of the cost. Um, I've also like in going back to the streaming aspect, um, I don't know if you know this, but like I don't streaming doesn't pay royalties to uh, every time someone views something on like their platform. Aaron Paul said the other day that he get, makes no money from any viewership of Breaking Bad on Netflix. Are you serious? Yeah, it makes nothing from it. Dude, I only watched Breaking Bad on Netflix. It makes nothing from it. And I believe like Netflix's response was like, well, we didn't make it. <laughs> Ooh. Brutal. Or something like that. I'm sure that was probably sensationalized, but like, um, yeah, there he's like, I don't make anything from 
Netflix showing it. So like if that's the case, Netflix probably doesn't pay royalties. Netflix is probably paying uh, the network AMC for the rights to stream uh, it on their platform. And then it's like, you know, maybe that cut that initial maybe price goes to the pockets of like Brian Cranston and like Aaron Paul and everyone else who worked on the show, but it does not account for any type of how much viewership it gets because Netflix is paying for the rights, but it, because and the reason they pay that out of pocket is because they attracts people to the platform to be like, Hey, Netflix can advertise. We got breaking bad. And like, you know, one of the best shows of all time come and subscribe and like so they'll pay amc and amc probably like i don't know what i don't know the business negotiations i won't even claim but let's just say there's like a one-time fee for like five years and let's say it's like a couple million you know maybe brian cranston aaron paul got paid that one time and you know breaking bets maybe been viewed millions of times on netflix and not a single time it's you know gone to their pockets wow mm-hmm. I news to me news mm-hmm. to, and now that makes me wonder about Netflix original shows I mean that's at that point in time their content but if you're already kind of cutting corners with the uh, outside um, yeah I'm I guess, really uh, curious how that kind of works I wonder mm-hmm. absolutely especially you also since, know like, that go ahead I'll go for it now you go for it Oh, I was going to add is like, especially since I think like Netflix typically out hires like other production companies to like make their content for them. They're like producers, but they'll like, uh, you know, hire studios to like do their stuff for them. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, they're not like a huge, huge company. They're like, they have producers, but um, they're, uh, they like will hire like a studio, like, I don't know, uh, A24 to like make something with them. That makes sense, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, because I know, like, I think, um, like, Jane Campion's, what, The Power of the Dog, I forget what the studio was that was behind that, but I think that was solely Netflix. Mm-hmm. But um, did you know that child actors do not make residuals off of what they do as, like, kids? I, you know, I kind of forgot that it was the case, but I do remember knowing that. Um, that is wild to me. <laughs> Uh, so uh, like, I don't know why that is. <laughs> Josh Josh Peck was saying like he doesn't make anything off of you know like Drake and Josh or anything oh wait like that. I, I literally think was that he said that on his like podcast right yeah so, like, yeah exactly, yeah yeah, exactly. yeah that I, when I heard that I was like what he makes nothing Dude, off of that show crazy. Dude, it's that's also so crazy wild too because how many people are employed because of these kids unfortunately and yeah, it's then, like, you know I mean uh, child exploitation. <laughs> Oh, and on top of that, like there are certain laws now that are in place because back in yesteryear, <sighs> apparently a lot of parents had a, a habit of taking their kids' money and uh, just kind of running off yeah. with them doing whatever. I think though, as it stands right now, the rule is you can only you only have to allocate like fifteen percent of their earnings to to the actual kid, so you can spend like the other eighty five percent. Still, when you're thinking about the context of this, like. As you said, A, uh, a lot of people can't survive off what they're making. B, I was thinking just in your, if you're talking about child actors who unfortunately are in some cases the breadwinners for their, their families, there's so much pressure on these kids at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And for the ones who are possibly breaking through, like trying to make it, like I can't even imagine what it's like to be in that position as well, just kind of trying to to, to get your name out there and support your loved ones. Uh, yeah no yeah what <laughs> wasn't really a question it was more of just a downer but thoughts that came to mind uh during the uh <laughs> my, my, my preparation for this but i am curious when it comes to just some of the the movies or some of the tv shows that that you enjoy that uh have been affected by this are there any that are there any that come to mind yeah i mean i definitely think uh severance season two is uh, getting hit by this i mean i think there were I, there was already like some production problems around uh, season two, I think, but uh, I think this writer strike has really delayed it. Um, another show, like another Apple TV show, Silo, was really looking forward to seeing season two, and I heard it was actually coming quickly um, uh, after season one ended because like Apple ordered a couple more seasons and like they were already well underway with production. But I've heard that's now been pushed back because of the uh, writer strike, which you know totally understand. You know, yeah. people should be able to get paid a living wage um and uh i don't know there's definitely a lot of things that are probably being pushed back that i'm like forgetting about um 
So, I mean, I like late night, you know, and like late night's pretty much like canceled. Like a lot of the talk shows, like, you know, uh, that's like, I, I like John Oliver and he hasn't had a show since April. Ooh. Um, yeah. And like, I heard like, uh, Brahma was telling me that they, the, a lot of the late night talk show hosts got together and created a podcast and all the money that they make from that podcast is going to their staff. Oh, that's cool. You know, I actually heard mm-hmm. that Matt Damon and Ben Affleck uh, volunteered to pay for Jimmy Kimmel's staff salaries during the entirety of the strike, which I thought was really cool. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that like there's a lot of, uh, what's it called? Uh, yeah, like, you know, people are standing together for the, in the in the Hollywood kind of like strikes that are going on. A lot of people um, are, you know, unifying solidarity kind of thing. Which is really cool. Um, I remember when the last like writer strike, I think Conan O'Brien like paid um, his writer's staff like out of his own pocket while the strikes were going on. You uh, know, I only hear good mm-hmm. things about Conan O'Brien. Right. He was a really nice dude, just like overall. He was he's like one of my or you know he was one of my favorite talk show hosts. Um, oh, you were one of those people, huh? Yeah, yeah, he was like my favorite. I think for a while it was Conan O'Brien. It's funny you bring up TV shows and talk shows and hosts because something I was just reading about was the fact that uh, Drew Barrymore yeah, she's... is, yeah, okay, yeah, she's coming mm-hmm. out, well, back out, I should say, with her show because they had been on hiatus during the strike, but apparently now they've given it the green light and she's gotten a considerable amount of flack for it uh, just from outside sources, but nah, she's all about moving forward, which I guess is cool. Uh, it's kind of complicated i think and you know it's certainly something i'd love to hear your thoughts uh, about yeah what were you thinking i think they should continue to hold out because i think it kind of sets like a bad precedent uh um to uh, <laughs> uh to kind of just being like bypassing the striking writers and just like going back to your um you know talk show host and like it's or your whatever yeah to, to like host your tv show again i i think that's i think it's just it's bad optics like you know you can't just you know it doesn't show that you're kind of on the side of the strike it's kind of seems like you're over it and not really for it and like you know you don't really care about their needs kind of thing um and like she is on like she is just getting a lot of backlash i mean like she was dropped as the national book awards host for um for the for coming back to her show um she is uh, you know getting a lot of heated criticism from uh, pretty much everyone in the industry uh yeah not good not not great what do what, what was your what do you think about that so when it comes to thinking about something like uh somebody coming back in the midst of a strike i'm conflicted because, yes, I understand, you know, you want to show unity, which is certainly important. But at the same time, there's the matter of those who are directly involved. And if if you feel like, I mean, they're in the industry. They have a better finger on the pulse and they have to live with the, the repercussions of such a move. Like, I, I'm in a glass house over here and I don't want to throw mm-hmm. any stones. So I, I, I can't really say anything against that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, and, and who knows? Maybe that's kind of just what some people need because... As a consumer, I will say, we're not really getting a lot of new content. If you're looking at just kind of everyday, like you said, talk shows, we aren't seeing that. So, I mean, from a business perspective, it is an opportunity to kind of grow your base while that's happening. But B, I think it kind of helps to, I don't want to say necessarily the words return to normalcy isn't what I'm trying to go for. But I think, honestly, this is like one of the biggest pauses since the COVID. And goodness, Mm. if you're thinking about that time and how it's funny, we had like all this we have all this stuff out, all this content out, but there's something about having new, new information, new things coming at us that kind of just helps to put us at ease. And I think that does. So I'm sure that there's people who are split. There's some people who see this as a beacon of just like, okay, a slight return. There's some people who see this as possibly the worst thing that anybody could, could do. And unfortunately now you're seeing the repercussions being felt by Drew personally. Um, but you know, I think it's, it's a hard topic to, uh, to have. There's no right answer when it comes to that. Yeah, I mean, I just, like, think it's, I don't know, I think it's, like, 
Yeah, because like it doesn't really seem like the big Hollywood execs are really budging so far, and uh, you know, I I, I, think, I don't remember who said it exactly, but one of them was just like, "We're gonna wait until they can't afford their homes anymore." Oh, jeez. Yeah, which is like ridiculous coming from somebody who literally makes millions of millions of dollars a year. Um, so it's you know these people just want to make a living wage, and I think a lot of people kind of forget that. And I I don't know. I think it's a little selfish by Drew to uh, restart her show. Hot take. Um, hot take. Uh, personally, I just think it's you know like uh, she wrote something on Instagram that um, she wrote like you know I made a choice to walk away from the MTV Film and Television Awards because I was the host and had a direct conflict with the strike was dealing with what the uh, strike was dealing with, which was uh, studio streamers, film, and television, was also in the first week of the strike. And so I did what I thought was appropriate thing at the time to stand in solidarity with the writers. And to be clear, our talk show actually wrapped on April 20th, so we never had to shut down the show. However, I'm making the choice to come back for the first time in this strike for our show that may have my name on it, but this is bigger than just me. I own this choice. We are in compliance with not discussing or promoting film and television that is struck of any kind. We launched live in a global pandemic. Our show was built for sensitive times and has only functioned through what was, what the real world is going through in real time. I want to be there to provide what writers do so well, which is a way to bring us together or help us make sense of the human experience. I hope for a resolve for everyone as soon as possible. We have navigated difficult times since we first came on air, and so I take a step forward to start season four once again with an astute humility. Uh, <clears throat> Well, it was kind of eloquent. It was definitely very eloquent. Like, yeah, obviously, she had a lot of lot of help for the, with the with writing that. I'm sure. Um, but like any writing, any writing is a violation of the WAGA strike rules. Um, so, because it's you know it's a it's a struck show. I'm pretty sure. Um, uh, but like, I don't know. I I think it's. Just personally, yeah, uh, Josh Molina called Barrymore a scab. Um, uh, no, like, who is she even going to interview? Actors can, no actors can promote anything. Um, oh, that's true. I didn't even think about that. It just seems, uh, and Adam Conover said it was incredibly disappointing. Like, employees WGA writers who are currently on strike. Oops. Um, she is choosing to go back on air without them forcing her guests to cross the picket line. This harms your writers and all union workers. Please consider. That's what I think it does. I think it's very harmful. Um, I would agree with Adam there that it's incredibly harmful to like, you know, uh, union workers to just be like it's kind of like a giant middle finger to them. Uh, that's how I, I see it. Um, and I also saw that Bill Maher is going back, but I also yeah, don't really without like writers. Yeah, but I don't like Bill Maher. So. <laughs> well, um, God, do yeah, do I don't like you, Bill Maher. Oh, my. Um, um, but, okay, see, this raises the bigger question of the industry as a whole. Do you think, because this obviously is a critical moment, but you think it could act as an inflection point such that there's a restructuring that ultimately gives power back to the writers? See, like, during the middle of COVID... The NBA, the players, and this is like in the wake of the George Floyd uh, incident, basically they had stopped playing. And they weren't, mm. they, the question of do we continue to finish out the season or do we just let it go? Because that's right before they went to the bubble. And mm. so the whole what kind of sports world stopped because that was kind of like one of the, the main things that they had going. And it, it was just showed the power of the players because if they decided we're not doing this, what, what does the NBA have? Obviously there are people who will be willing to play, but you know, you have these people that fans know who they love, who they follow and support who ultimately have the patent, not to say that, you know, writer, it's the same thing, but I mean, I'm sure people have, you know, certain shows or certain networks that they, you know, follow or fans of, and that could be an opportunity. For, and I, I'm saying this like I have an idea as to how you, you know, get, get some momentum on this. But do you think that there is a possibility that this could ultimately be in the best interest of writers in which they take their power back? And do you think that it ends with just a negotiation, an agreement in which both sides make concessions? You know, I really do hope it's the former that, you know, writers can take some more power back. But I do think um, the... <clears throat> uh, 
I do think it's going to come down to like concessions from both sides. Like, you know, I think the writers recently, even up today, I think the, the New York Times reported that they were pushing for some negotiations. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I don't think it's really working. It seems right now Hollywood is, or like the big producers, rather, like the big production companies, the streaming companies are. Um, are very stalwart you know they're not really budging yet uh i don't know how long that's going to last they're and it's interesting because um it looks like everyone's raising their prices on their streaming services recently yep. i don't know if you noticed that disney plus yeah. hulu i think even netflix is raising their prices um everyone's bumping up the prices probably to cover the losses that they're you know kind of taking on right now um with you know nobody really working um <clears throat> so the uh, I think I think they're gonna you know try to hold out as long as they can because these people are greedy. They don't want to have to pay people more money than they already do. So, um, and you're um, also seeing, unfortunately, when it comes to the crackdown of the the password sharing, mm-hmm. specifically if you're thinking about Netflix, but I know some of the other platforms are talking about trying to figure out their own methods of policing that. But it kind of sucks as, as like a, you know, a consumer because yeah. say I'm in a household and I just like, for example, my, my parents' house has some things because they pay for some things and then I have some things and it's not like they aren't giving me some money for like some things and I'm giving them. But at the end of the day, they're really limiting kind of just the, I'd say the enjoyment you can get out of certain mediums because like you'll have Netflix on your phone, mm-hmm. but seeing, I don't know, some cinematic masterpiece on you know like a four inch screen is not the same as seeing it on a television so no. unfortunately they're impairing the experience as well so it's hurting people in, in multiple yeah. ways yeah and, there, and all these companies are like trying to figure out ways to make more money off of streaming since like cable has kind of died but like streaming is just becoming cable 2.0 because like they're introducing like ad free tiers versus like you pay for us but you still get ads like hulu is like that i think netflix talked about potentially doing that but they i think they went with the password sharing thing first um but you know uh, i think there's been some rumors that netflix is a lot about bringing ads back in or like bringing ads to netflix and then you'd have to pay for like an ad free tier much like hulu um you know i wouldn't be surprised if other streaming platforms start like incorporating then to some degree um you know i i don't really know if hbo would do that necessarily uh because i think hbo has built kind of a brand of like quality over quantity um and a lot of people subscribe to hbo because there's just truly like they have some of the best television um but i wouldn't be surprised if like they even increased their price i think within the last year i think they did too yeah um so yeah you know it's (laughs) Like, you know, it's just kind of how it is. You know, I I wouldn't be surprised if someone starts offering like one, like we will pay for all your subscriber fees if you pay us like an X amount of money or something and you just have it in one location. Also, dude, episodes are, they used to just drop whole seasons. Now they do it week by week drops, which. Yeah. Some people like that. I like that personally. I like the. I have something to look forward to. I think it gives shows that we've talked about this before on the podcast, yes. but I think it it kind of gives more to like cultural phenomenons. You know, like uh, if things are all binged in one day, it's like you talk about it for like a week when everyone sees it, and then it kind of goes into the wind. But like when you have something that's coming out once a week for three months, it's like the topic of the town for three four months so but then you have those like reddit forums and whatnot where people just pick it apart and ultimately figure out basically where it's going so it's not so necessarily sometimes it can be fun though because you don't know that that Uh, it's going in that direction you know all right uh, but like the episode discussions can be fun sometimes but like i i try to avoid those for any type of show that is like based on like some type of source material unless i've read the source material okay yep 100 100 um because otherwise, yeah, there are people are just going to like start talking about things that uh, exactly. you know, happens in the book, in the source materials. <laughs> like, oh, what? <laughs> yeah, kind of like uh, The Last of Us. So like when you knew what was yeah. kind of happening and then I had literally no idea. Yeah, and like, I actually did go into the forums for Silo after the finale because I just wanted to see what people were uh, talking about. And there was luckily a Reddit thread specifically for the TV show that said not to talk about book spoilers. Okay, um, okay. So cool, cool. It, was, it was cool for that. Because I haven't read the books. Maybe I will one day. Um, but uh, the show was really good. So, 
Um, I was just talking to someone who read the books, and she's like, yeah, the uh, show's good, but the books are, are good, too. That's usually uh, always the case. Um, you know, I'm excited for the Three Body Problems series on Netflix, I but, know you know. You who knows? Who knows when that's coming out now? Uh, well, still, I mean, they released a trailer like a month ago saying it's coming out in January, so. Oh, okay. Possibilities. They also just released the Aquaman, the Lost Kingdom trailer, I'm pretty sure, yesterday. So we'll see uh, with that. There's, I guess it's we'll just... see. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I don't really, I don't think, I feel like Three Body Problem is not affected by um, the strikes because it seems like it's kind of just in post now, at least for the first season. Maybe the second season, if it gets one, will be delayed. Oh, I guess the trailer came out in June. But still, that's like two months ago during like the strikes. So um, it seems like they're still set to release it uh, for January. Okay. So Yeah, and we'll, and we'll see. Honestly, hopefully by then things will be figured out and uh Yeah, I mean, I hope I mean, I hope that, you know, they can come to some sort of agreement and like some of the demands of the the, the actors and the writers are met so you know, everyone can kind of like go, I mean, you know, that they everyone can go home happy in a sense. Uh um I don't know. Yeah, how long how much longer do you think it'll go on? From what I'm hearing, they aren't really super close, but unfortunately, I feel like pressure and resources running out will ultimately prompt uh, progress. I'd say we probably have until, I'll give it November. November, how about you? Yeah, I don't know. Like you, it doesn't really seem there's like an end in sight. Um, There seems to be no imminent deals for the writers' union or the actors' union. It just seems like the negotiations have kind of gone nowhere. Um, And a lot of people remain out of work. Uh, I do hope it kind of resolves. I think we might see something by the end of the year. I'm hoping. Um, I don't remember how long the last like writer strike lasted. Um, like the one that happened in like 2008 or nine, I, I forget. Oh yeah. That's actually what did in the show heroes, which I loved. Um, <laughs> it was, had a crazy season one. Like everybody mm-hmm. loved it. Writer strike hits. And, um, they what was supposed to be, I think like a 25 or 26 episode season became a 13 episode season and it just wasn't there. And they never captured the magic they had in season one. And that's so mm-hmm. sad when you're thinking about some of these shows that, ultimately that happens to because to have a great show it takes so much to be in alignment you need the right you know people behind it both uh behind the camera and in front of the camera and when you have it it's magical but then one thing or another takes it off course and you never quite have that again and it's it's such a joy when you know you're watching groundbreaking tv or a groundbreaking movie or something like that as it's happening in real time yeah, no, that's definitely really fun, and I'm sure there's going to be some projects that, you know, probably never get off the ground during this, and that is unfortunate, but, like, you know, it's just, you got to blame not the writers for this, but the the corporate corporations that are, you know, in charge of, like, all these, like, streaming services, because that's kind of, like, as we mentioned, that is at the heart of it, is, like, the streaming service royalty fees that, like, you know, there's not really good pay there, and I think the streaming service like, companies are also like as i mentioned as i uh, earlier about like that box interview like a couple months ago at this point i don't remember all the details but there's like some kind of like shady practices that goes on to like how, how like writers are employed and like paid um so like it's just a lot of like corporate greed right now unfortunately that is kind of, you know at the heart of all this and it it, it seems to be in a very strong stalemate yeah, greed seems to be at the, the center of a lot of things, unfortunately. There. Yeah, I mean that's why strikes exist and why unions are good because you know, in a way, it like can fight a back against like these you know CEOs that get paid like way, 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 way too much money. Um, you know, no CEO needs to be making like, in my opinion, you know, CEOs don't contribute that much to a company to be paid that much money. Um, so um, I'm not gonna lie to you. Sometimes I do ask myself, what exactly does a CEO? Obviously, they're the face of the company. Most of them do nothing. I'm not lying. I like. I don't think a lot of them. Do. There's definitely some like CEOs in my company because we have like five different levels of CEOs. There's like, you know, we have like a you know New York 
office CEO, we have a, uh, a US CEO, we have a Canada CEO, we have a global CEO. Like it's just, yeah, like it's, they have like five levels of these different like executives, but I think like the more lower level CEOs, like the, the US CEO actually does do a lot, but um, you know, for like the global CEO, like I really can't, I, I don't see it, you know, the face of the company, you know, like they, I just don't think they do that much. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm talking about my ass, but I feel like, you know, some, <laughs> I feel like some CEOs just do nothing. When you look oh, at like man. Elon Musk, who like everybody thinks works like 40 hour, like eight hours a day kind of thing. When all that d- guy does is sit on Twitter and tweet, like he doesn't do anything. <laughs> He sits on X and Zeets, buddy. <laughs> oh, true. I'm sorry. We're in, new, we're in a new time. Yeah, like you can like literally look at how often he Zeets. God, terrible. Um, uh, and he like he like Zeets like a thousand times a day. Like that guy isn't doing work like everyone thinks he's doing, and yet he's the richest person on the planet because or maybe he owns he's so stuff. Highly productive, he's able to zeet and do other things simultaneously. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he's, just, he's just on that level, bro. He's just you in the matrix, dude. There. He's in the zone, man. I he doesn't sleep. You don't understand. He gets up at 4 a.m. every day. Every day. He eats the same breakfast every day. Every day. Every day. He exercises, and that's why he's a multi billionaire. You just, you, you just do those simple things, man. That's, that's, these, these simple things that literally millions and millions of people do, and you too could become a billionaire. Dude, he's apparently going to actually supposed to fight Mark Zuckerberg. Like, this is real. He's backed he's out like 30 times. Oh, really? Yeah. He, he like, plays it off that, like, he's not backing out, but he's backed out. Um, like, Mark Zuckerberg is, like, a highest level and trained in, like, jujitsu. The guy is low-key ripped, and, like, Elon Musk is a blob. So, um, like, you know, he's not gonna, he's not gonna win. Uh, And he doesn't want to fight Mark Zuckerberg, obviously. He's just, you know, he's doing it for the, you know, as he would say, for the lulls. But, you know, he's not actually saying that. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg do got that kind of look in his eye. Like, he got a little edge to him. He knows jujitsu. He's, like, trained. He's, like, a master in jujitsu. I can see that. I can see that. And he's actually kind of ripped if you've never seen. No, I have. That's why I was like, like, I can see it. I can see it. He's, like, he's pretty fit. He seems Um, like like that kind of obsessive person who would, like, really – and apparently Brazilian jujitsu is, like, super addictive to certain personalities, so Mm – we and he's a robot, so or he's a lizard, so like, <laughs> so that's right it makes sense. Alley. Yeah, and we all know lizards love jujitsu, so a hundred percent, dude. That's like milk and cookies, like <laughs> peanut butter and jelly, like <laughs> lizards and jujitsu. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, so how do you think this all ends, dude? Like, how do you, you talk about win, but? I, I, I think I'm I'm hoping that it ends with, you know, negotiations at the table with hopefully the writers don't have to concede too much of what they want. I mean, I'm really just rooting for uh, the unions right now. I, I, you know, I really don't want, uh, you know, them to concede all that much. And uh, I, I hope they can outlast the studios, which I know will be difficult because they have so much money. But, you know, I have to imagine that um, they are getting... You know, the studios are losing a lot. Oh, absolutely. And shoot, dude, if the actors and the the writers join together, they had the resources to have the best people making the most compelling content. I'm cheering for them, dude. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, so who knows? I I, I ultimately, in my heart of hearts, feel like that there will be concessions. And at the end of the day, studios are the ones that are going to come out kind of on top. Like, they just have the resources for it. But... At the same time, you know, if you're thinking about the the people and that like uh, that kind of capital, I'm really hoping that they get something compelling, something meaningful that can ultimately make this all all worth it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. <sighs> Interesting times we find ourselves in here, bud. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, okay, Palmer, is there like anything else you want to talk about these strikes? I feel like. Uh... You know, we're still kind of waiting on a lot of updates um, here. And, you know, maybe once we get those updates, we can come back to this topic. But right now, 
you know, I think we've said what we've said. Of what's going yeah, on strikes. I think honestly, just waiting it out a little bit more. Hopefully, when we have a, a clearer picture, like I have a bunch of shows and a bunch of like, like I said, yeah, movies that I'm. Everybody wants to get back to that, but you know, like you know, it's it's it, uh, we need to make sure that you know they get paid, you know, yep. what they yep. deserve for it, and they deserve a lot, um, you know, for bringing us this entertainment. And I don't know. I, I wish these studios saw it in the same light that we did, like how valuable they are to their success. Because, like, you know, if Netflix, honestly, like I would cancel Netflix if it is, you know, their content just, you know, wasn't good or, you know, like they didn't have anything I wanted. Like, I need to be better about that. But, you know, <laughs> I know. So. It's like that fourteen dollars a month. It's like all right. Fine. It's a lot. It adds up when you have like twenty oh. streaming services that you subscribe to at this point. At that point in time, it's almost like man, I wish I could get all of this in one place, <laughs> even if I can't necessarily watch the the wide array whenever I want. But I could say maybe DVR it. Oh, I think you might be onto something. Okay, <laughs> y'all are listening to this. Don't steal that idea. <laughs> That's what you got original. <laughs> And we're gonna start this. I have. We can do it. <laughs> I, I have a name for it. Cable. Oh, dude, say that again. It just rolls off the tongue. Oh my gosh. Cable. Ooh, he said it again. He said it again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You said cable. Cable. Yeah. Cable. You? I love you know, it. I absolutely you know, it's love it's it. elegant. Short. You know, it's, it's short. It's short. Not too much in the mouth. Yeah. It's not too much in the mouth. Kind of rolls off the tongue. It's smooth. 100%. Yeah. You know? Yes, it is smooth, like a nice bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, Palmer. Well, uh, anything last last bit comments here? Or, uh... <sighs> Honestly, I wish I had something more constructive. Just good luck to the writers. Good luck to my kickball team tomorrow. Yeah. Good luck uh, to the kickball team. <laughs> Thank They're you. gonna need it. They're gonna need it. By the time yeah. this airs, you know, we'll know if you won or lost. Yes, that is very true. That is very true. <laughs> so, uh, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Okay, Palmer. Well, thank you so much for listening, everybody. This has been the What You Got podcast, where your host Charlie Bud, and join with me as always is the wonderful Jordan Palmer. Catch our shows usually every Monday evening. We're a little inconsistent. You know, it's been a busy, busy year. Uh, but you know, be sure to follow us wherever you listen to your podcast. So you get instantly notified as to when a new episode is out and be sure to follow us on social media and Palmer, you can let them know where they can follow us there. You can follow us on Instagram at what you got podcast, what you spell W H A T C H A, or you can follow us on Twitter or formerly Twitter now X at what you got cast. What's the same way? I'm going to change it from Twitter to X. Like, Twitter's the most, much more recognizable oh, 100%. brand name, and X is like, what the hell is that? Um, but yeah, so, you know, be sure to follow us there. Let us know your thoughts. What do you want us to talk about in future episodes? Love to hear it. Also, it's a great place to know when new episodes come out. Um, and until next time, we'll catch you all later. <laughs>